You can hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So, Keys is on podcast. Here with, um, I forgot your name. You can go with Flawless. Flawless? Yeah. <laughs> Flawless. No, I wanted to get you on her. Well, you can introduce yourself first. Like, what do you do? Where are you from? I'm from Dallas, and I do a lot of things. I hold very many hats. I'm an independent business owner, um, mm-hmm. modeling, um, promoting. I do a lot. And you cousins with the goat, my brother, Trinidad Johnson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is the goat. He's pretty awesome. The greatest man ever on this planet that ain't named Kishon. Okay, but that's your brother. I expect you to hype like that. <laughs> now, your brother cool too, though. Michael, shout out Michael. Yeah, brothers are cool. They're the best. Yes, ma'am. But, boom, I wanted to get you out here because you had an interesting dialogue on Facebook earlier with some girl. I don't know her name. I'm not going to give yeah. her no free promo. People and, try uh, to come for me. That's what that is. <laughs> And um, I just thought it was interesting because you you said all lives matter, which all lives do matter. But I feel like at this moment and with the space that we're in, it's just more so black lives matter right now. I'm going to start off by saying I respect your opinion. And I know mm-hmm. I have very strong in, in opinions on certain subjects myself and that a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with my opinions. But mm-hmm. I do feel like that the Black Lives Matter is very much so overused and misused. And in a lot of wrongful and hateful ways that does come off as very racist or prejudiced or whatever people want to try and argue. Because I know some people say that Black people can't be racist, that's considered prejudice and things like that. In my eyes, Mm -hmm. as a mixed person, being Black and white, that is very racist. If you're going to say a white person's racist for doing it, then a Black person is just as racist because that's hatred in your heart regardless. But Go ahead. I was going to say, I think I agree that Black people can be racist. You know, whether it's like racist or whites, Asians, like... I read that in the comment that was also under there as well, and I agree with that whole. But in this, in this, in this time where we were, well, it's been going on, but especially like with uh, the George Floyd stuff that happened to Breonna Taylor, it's just more so. It feels like almost in the sense that Black people are targeted. Is what the Black Lives Matter to me is standing for. Right, and I do understand that there is specific people that do feel targeted and I can understand how African Americans do feel targeted just because like racial profiling is real that is real real, and it's visibly real and I'm not saying it's right that cops kill people but that's across the board like cops kill people every day wrongfully and not to say that take it not taking anything away from the situations that have occurred but Cops kill people of all races just as equal. And just because these few cases have been thrown out and blown up and made major um, news. I mean, it's it's a bit much whenever you want to just say black lives matter. And whenever somebody tells you all lives matter, you're like, oh, well, you're racist and ignorant. Like what was said in the comments. Mm -hmm. Well, look, this is how I see it, though. So, boom. So. We know that, you know, well, we just spoke about the Blacks that have been killed and how Black people are always targeted. So you're in this neighborhood. 
and it's a house on fire. And the and the firemen pull up, but they're spraying every house instead of just instead of just focusing on the house that's on fire. That's what I feel like when I hear "All Lives Matter" because this is like un, cops do kill other other uh, races, but those races should be just as mad as the blacks if that's the case. And if it's something like that, then it would come down using your same scenario. It would come down to the fact of the matter of did the did the fire department go in and check that house and make sure there were no lives in there being affected? So basically what I'm saying is like out of the situations that have occurred within the the black communities, did they go and elect the judges that were in those trials? Did the, the people choose the officers that they can within the board to make sure that these cops get trained a specific way and that they're not out here in the streets doing certain things like that falls on our community and our people to go and actually make sure that we have the right people elected and in place for that type of stuff. You want justice. They literally have meetings for our people to go and sit down and choose who runs our community and what goes on within our community. That's a strong point. You said that earlier too. That's a strong point that I have no argument for because we all should get out and vote, especially to not we can never stop what's going on right now but you know to bring it you know to where it's not as frequent because it's i feel like ever since uh i want to say like trayvon martin it's just been this cycle of this innocent black person was killed this black person and then like eric Gardner, like um god who's the dude was jogging i had to call him a dude that was jogging but yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I just feel like I feel like the I feel like the term the same Black Lives Matter or the movement Black Lives Matter rather is nor pre- well it can be present, but not racist because you see so many even you see a lot of even whites you know throw out their Black Lives Matter and it's because right now more than ever everybody is seeing hey this is happening to this one race well not just this one race but it's happening to this one race way more than the others. And and when it happens, it just isn't right. Right. And I'm not saying that the the term or the phrase or the movement of Black Lives Matter is racist. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there are people that do use it out of context. And I don't know if it's because of their lack of knowledge or how they specifically just feel about the situations. But there are a lot of people that I have noticed that use it very much so out of context. And I don't know if it's just because... Like earlier this morning, I was dropped in, dropped into a White Lives Matter group on Facebook and I was actually like looking through those comments. And I don't know if that was just like something that stood out to me, like people just use all of this out so far out of context and for more things than what it was originally made for. Mm-hmm. Or if these people just literally like are just upset just because they know what's going on and they're just going to go off just because. Now, when I hear that it's a White Lives Matter group on Facebook, I think that's racist because that's put together to go against the Black Lives Matter. Well, whenever whenever I seen the group, I thought it was kind of like cheesy in the first place, like corny, whatever you want to call it. But I went ahead and I joined the group just to kind of look and see what was going on. And at first it seemed like it was just a page made by like a Black person just to like laugh and joke about white people because the majority of the stuff I was seeing was oh, what are y'all seasoning y'all's chicken with? And stuff like that. So <laughs> so I just thought it was just like something that was made just to kind of make fun of it. But then I seen a post that was like completely left field and it upset me. And I was like, okay, well, 
don't actually like being here being racist. So I was like, I explained how we're all created in God's image and our lives matter and that it just started spiraling. So my whole day spiraled from that. And that's where the Facebook comments came from originally from a post that I did join in a white lives matter group on Facebook. So. Man, well, I, I've seen it. And now for, I normally don't read all the comments because they always send them books back and forth. But I was reading all of them. And I, and I said earlier, it was it, I, points on both sides and, and, any and I hate this any time that we have conversations about this, like people have to go to the extreme, like get all mad and stuff when it could just be talked about. Because when I when I seen that you thought like all lives well, all lives do matter, but when I seen that you were pro all lives matter, I was like, Oh, that's interesting, you know, because like I wanted to get your insight on what led you to believe well, yeah, believe in that and I I don't know. I guess I it's think- because you do see both sides of the fence. I think it's because I am mixed. I have a white mom that I grew up with and my dad is African-American. So I do, honestly, I can see, I date black guys, so I can see how they get racial profiled. I see that not all white people are racist and there's a lot of people that are white, that are Mexican, that are of other races that will defend black people because it's visible, like we see it. However, that doesn't just necessarily mean it's just going to change just because there are people out here that aren't racist that see it, that will stand up for African-American people. Right. So your, so your solution, but not solution is that everybody get out and vote. Right. I mean, overall, yes, that's my solution. Yeah. My young minded solution is just go find you somebody and have a mixed kid because mixed kids can't be <laughs> racist. <laughs> but no, the real life adult solution to the problem is, yes, vote for the people that you want in your community that you feel like will actually make a change within your community. Because if you have the correct people in place, then yes, things will go differently. Trials, um, police trainings, just different things like that. So do you not see a problem with, like, President Trump hasn't ever said that Black Lives Matter? No, like, you know, like, I feel like it's like you see all these big companies making these moves to show their support for the Black uh, for the black community. And you see all these athletes and these actors and all of that. And then, you know, I just feel like as the head of the United States, you should be able to stand up there and say, I see what's going on. This, you know, it's not right, and we're gonna take x x x steps to do this. And I, I just don't see that leadership from the our president right now. And I you also like- have to think our president deals with our international relationships, and yeah, we might have this going on with like, if you think about it on a bigger spectrum, this is like his backyard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is like his house is the United States. This is like his backyard. Yeah, he knows what goes on with the people in his backyard. He knows that all this is going on, but at the same time. Part his the majority of his responsibility is to handle handle our international affairs and make sure overall we're good. Right now we are in the middle of a national pandemic. That man has a lot more than just social social injustices and inequalities on his mind right now. He has to make sure that he can get this virus cleared out of here. He can make means of living for people. We still have our northern states new jersey new york all those states up there in that area are still completely shut down and on lockdown just because texas is bad and can jump out of a quarantine real quick and have our (laughs) stuff back rolling smooth doesn't mean every state can california is just now starting to get back opened up and back stabilized from all of this so yeah some of our southern states are doing good but our northern states are still completely closed down 
Uh, I don't know, you know, because with the whole coronavirus and and wait to go back to the president, he call he doesn't really even call it COVID, you know, coronavirus. He calls it the Chinese virus, which I'm <laughs> not upset about because I mean it did originate so to speak, from mm-hmm. there, even though, you know, um, a Howard professor apparently was the person that brought it over there and released it over there. It's neither here nor there at that point, but it did fluctuate and in, in raise in numbers very quickly and spread very quickly. If that's how he feels as a person, as an individual, if you're trying to bring light to a situation, you're going to make jokes. And I'm not saying that's what he was doing, but... If by any chance the man does happen to have a personality on him and that's how he wants to joke about the situation, who are we to go off on him or call him any type of messed up for it? Oh, no, I don't I don't really have a big problem with him saying, you know, calling it the Chinese virus, what he wants to call it. I just think, like, he's just, to be a president, to me, he's just really childish. He doesn't, he doesn't take the necessary steps to prove that he is for the people and with the people. And even though, like you said, he does have a lot on his mind, I think at the end of the day, you are the president of the United States. And with this pandemic going on with the, with all of these, well, now, well, the protests have slowed down a lot, but it was protests. It was, you know, it was a lot. And I feel like he, I feel like I want, I wanted to hear more. I wanted to see him do more. He didn't go, he didn't, he didn't go in any protest, you know, and I understand he can't just go in the streets, you know, because he's the president. But, you know, he didn't, like, it just wasn't anything that he did. You also, excuse me for interrupting you, but you also have to think about majority at that point. There were a lot of states that were rioting and things like that, but the majority of the states were not rioting. They are looking out and their hearts are going out to the other states, but the majority of the states in the U.S. right now were not rioting. They're sitting at home because guess what? We're under a pandemic. I've seen the charts. All 50 states, all 50 states protest, well, I can't talk, participated in protests, all 50 of them. It was across the board, and he didn't do nothing. And he has yet to do anything. I mean, hey, I didn't see the same <laughs> charts that you did, so I'll just take your word for it on that one. Right. But um, at the end of the day, we were all supposed to be under quarantine anyways. Doesn't excuse <laughs> anything that the cops did outside of that, but that was very unhealthy and unsafe for all of us to be out doing i can't say that i was in the parks i did go out and protest as mm-hmm. well so i am saying that it's very unhealthy for all of us to be doing in the middle of a pandemic that can potentially kill and raise our numbers very significantly now look you just said you did go out and protest i did so so what did your sign say all lives matter or did it say black lives matter my sign said neither of the two um one of my signs said something to the effect of, are we blind or can we see? Um, and that's just because, I mean, obviously they're literally murdering people in the streets. And last time I checked, murder is a crime. Is a crime. And then and- my other sign said, um, don't pervert justice. Justice is peace. Because if situations are handled correctly within our judicial systems, then yes, there will be a lot of peace amongst people. It will. And you see, and then another thing that a lot of people who claim, um, not claim, because I don't want to say, I don't want to sit here and act like I don't know that all lives matter. But a lot of people that are pro all lives matter will say, well, we need to focus on the black on black crime first. And I think, so if I go and kill my black neighbor today, I get, I more than likely get life. But if he gets killed by a cop, the cop, all of those, damn near all of those cops that were, uh, that participated in the, 
George Floyd's murder or out on bond. Just one is in there, the one that had his knee on his neck. So I think I, I, well, I know that's where the whole like, whoa, you know, what is, what's this? Right. Um, my thing with that is, again, I think that just more so falls on that individual's cops training. Like, you know, dang well that if you go next door and shoot your neighbor dead that you're murdering your neighbor and if you're found then the cops are going to get you you're going to go to jail and you're going to have to suffer that consequence that cop that cop obviously didn't receive some type of training if he felt like at any point it was okay for me to just sit here with my knee on this man's neck so yes he did commit murder but at the same time, what was his training like? There does need to be a look into his background, his schooling, his whole officer training and situations like that to make sure that this man was trained adequately. And if he wasn't, that needs to be addressed. Well, let me let me tell you then, because that cop that had the knee on his neck has been has killed before. His records were came out. He was in the same state. And it was a couple, you know, he's, he just, it was too rough. And regardless on if, on his training or not, sitting there with your, uh, with your knee on someone's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds while they cry for their dead mother, and that doesn't fall on training. That's you, you're not a good human or nor right. a good cop. So. Right. And see, I didn't know that the men had killed people before. That was news to me just then. Mm-hmm. But um, with that being said, if he's already been in a situation like that, why were the other officers not more proactive in keeping the situation from happening? Like that should be something that should be known amongst the officers. Like, okay, this person has commit, has took taken a life before so that other officers around you can know how to respond in a situation. Like, I feel like if cops had known that, cause most of the time cop records get like sealed or something where other police officers don't necessarily have rights to that information. So other officers with him that they may not have known, okay, he has a past history of murder to stop this situation from happening. But if that information had been released to the cops or other cops around him had known that, would those cops have stepped up and actually been like, hey, get off him, I'll subdue him at this point, kind of thing? Well, you watched the whole video? Can you, like, mentally put the video in your mind right now? yeah. So the little the little chubby Asian cop, he looked like in his face he looked like he looked spooked, he looked scared, he didn't know what to do. And and then it was and then it was two other cops on the on the on George Floyd's leg, you know. So I think all of their training sucks, whether they got great training or not. And and I don't think I don't think defunding the police will help n- nothing. So. But it's not but, a matter of defunding at the point. It's a matter of getting the right people in. There's a way that you can go about voting in the right people that have control over how police get trained. And that alone would help out a lot. It will help. But I think but mostly we do agree on how we can how we can get this to how we can get this to slow down. Because I feel like nothing is going to change because we have these old white dudes in these powerful positions where they're stuck in this mentality that is still 1960 and it's 2020. So Right. I see where you're going with that one. And um, I can kind of understand that a little bit more. Um, just think about some of our more what we would consider white neighborhoods. 
of Dallas, mm-hmm. um, those people, well, let me not say those people because that just kind of like singles out a group of persons and I don't want to do that. But um, I would say just look at it like this. People are willing to actually go out and make sure they have the person that they want selected. But can you be honestly say that you even know when our date to select our judge for our section of Dallas is? Honestly, like, I'm talking no, I cannot. And there's so many people in our community alone that can't even rattle off that date or even know when that voting date is to select the judge over the courts that if something happens to us, we're going to be going into. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like is sad. Y'all want so much change. Y'all are so upset because these other areas of the city are... I don't want to say more luxurious, but get their way in more things is what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. But you don't even know when or where to go and vote to get your way in your own city or your own neighborhood. But I feel like, well, actually, I know if it like so, a, a nine one one call is made in a majority white neighborhood. The, the police will be there in. It'll just be there as quick as possible. And I feel like in some cases in these black neighborhoods where some black neighborhoods don't even get pizzas delivered, some black neighborhoods don't, you know, just little stuff. And then the big things is like the cops will show up there. You know, it's just a known fact that stuff happens over here. So I feel like they don't treat it as as the same. And regardless on... My apologies. You have to also look at the things that have happened within that neighborhood because it's very known that I want to say back in the day, but realistically speaking, 20, 25 years ago, people would rob the pizza man, take every money and the pizza right off of him that he had. Mm-hmm. So that's it not even 20, 20 years ago. That's like, that that's what I'm saying. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. People in certain neighborhoods do stuff like that. But then you want to say that y'all don't get treated equally. The people in the white neighborhoods are the predominantly what we would consider white neighborhoods. Do you think they're robbing their pizza man? I'm, no, I don't think they're robbing a piece of me. That's what but, I'm saying. It's small stuff like that that really does make a difference, and it starts and stops in our communities. Whenever you but, start handling yourself different and handling things within your community different, you will see a change. But now in those predominantly black neighborhoods, they're forced to do that. I'm not making excuses for nobody doing anything, you know, harmful to anybody. But they're forced to do things like that. You know, when you when you're from you know, you don't you just don't have the things that the predominantly white neighborhoods have. You don't have like it's just not the same. The lifestyle of the growing up is different. Right, which again it's, falls within our community and our people, our culture and our race of people being the black side of me. We have to step up in general, like from broken homes to poverty levels from it, it's just it's it's things that can be changed that we have to work towards because we are we're are we're coming from something that basically where we didn't have before we're coming from a have nothing and we're having to build up and there's a lot of people within the african-american culture that are like man forget this i'm just gonna go get it out the streets the easy way and I feel like they're forced into that because let's like, I don't know, you you were in the school. The teachers don't some teachers really do care and they push you and they do. But some teachers, if you're if you're like a teacher will look at like, okay, I don't have a bigger brother, but a teacher would could look at me 
like, oh, I had your big brother. I know how you are. You're gonna sit in the you're gonna sit in the back, or you know, stuff like that. And that happens. And and then that kid that's forced to sit in the back because his big brother was bad in the class is now is now getting lesser of the education, if you will, just because of oh, I know this about you. So this is you know. Right. I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't know about you, but in my school, I had the ability on my lunch break to go and sit down with the teachers where I needed more help at. I had the ability to reach out to teachers after school if I needed to set up time to get tutoring or time for something like that. So in in that same aspect, it's not really excusable to me because I was on a dance team. So my grades were everything. And even if I didn't pay attention in class or I wanted to goof off or talk or play or whatever the case may have been, sit on my phone most of the time is what I did and really just not pay attention to the lesson. I always knew that I could go to that teacher later on and get help with an assignment. So the fact that they're like, oh, okay, well, he just pushed me to the back of the class. I already see how this is going to go. In my mind, that's not acceptable. At what point do you stand up for your own education and say, hey, I want my education. Can I sit up at the front or sit up at the front and not care what the teacher says? And then whenever they say something to you, tell them, I'm trying to listen. I can't hear back there. At what point does that come into play? You standing up and being responsible for your own education, for the own things that you want out of your life. Mm, that was powerful. I don't, I don't know when that comes into play, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like growing up, especially in school, you feel like, well, I don't even know how we really got on school. But growing up, especially in school, you feel like the teach like you listen to the teacher, and and then I don't know. It's just things can escal- escalate very quickly to where if you're told to get sit in the back, you're sitting in the front without any without any direction to. Then you're just getting sent out to the office. Which in my school, I, I we had these things that you said as well. We had a whole period to where we, we would just where you just pull out study whatever you know. It was a, a called drop down something like that. And right. then you can go in the morning, you know, all of that. So I understand that. But some of these, so like, look, in the morning, where you're going to be going to tutoring, some of these kids come from broken homes. So their single mom is getting everybody ready. They show up to school late, right? Right. And then lunch, they they stick it with a broken home thing. They don't really have, their mom doesn't have money for their lunch or whatever. So they, they're probably sitting alone because they don't smell the best. They don't. You know, their attitudes are horrible because of where they come from. And so they're not the most polite people. They're not the most approachable people. So I feel like that plays a big part. Like, and to what you said, it's 100%. It does come up to you to be like, hey, I want my education regardless on what my brother did or whatever. But it's just a lot of, I feel like growing, I, I do feel strongly that growing up black, uh, black, you're put behind the eight ball. Right. And I can completely understand that because I know individuals who in school were in that poverty level, didn't have like other people did, would look around and be like, okay, I could, whenever I got older in school and started understanding a little bit more about how things were, I could look at people and kind of tell, okay, you're going through something. So I can see that, but the people that I'm I'm looking at, I don't know if it's just that that was instilled in them that you need to go in school and at least get your education or what, but those people were at school and they were busting their butts off for their grades. Yeah, they may not have been at school smelling the best, looking the best, they didn't have the best shoes on, but they were making good grades, at least. And if they weren't, they were making sure they had a way, even if they had to cheat off of a friend, to get the grade that they needed. Right, that was me cheating off a friend, shout out all of them. But, um, but, I, but you know how school is, you know how kids are. If you're not coming to smelling the best, school can be 
the school it can, can be really hell, be hell. Right. Exactly. So I feel like that can really just turn a person off. Like, man, I don't even understand why I'm going no more. But I don't I, know so- about you, but my parents told me the whole entire time I was in school, you go to school to learn not to make friends. So at that mm-hmm. point, we I guess it's just more so we need to teach our kids, especially the ones that are growing up in broken homes. Hey, this is not going to be easy. We don't have it like this. So this and this and this might happen. And just that realness factor needs to kick in when raising our kids, especially if you already know the situation is not very well for them. Right. And then, so speaking on, speaking on, this is a great conversation. So speaking on all this, you're speaking on voting and who do you, who do you plan on voting, giving your vote to in the presidential election in November? Um, a lot of people are going to hate me if you post this podcast anywhere, but um, honestly, <laughs> I'm <definitely gonna> post it. <laughs> honestly, um, wow, this is a subject for me that a lot of people aren't going to like. And I say that because I'm going to sound very against women and femininity and things like that. But I personally do not vote. And it's for my own reasons, my spiritual reasons and things like that. Um, I do honestly feel like that. I personally am not going to actually have a vote in a presidential election until I am married with my husband and we can make that decision together mm-hmm. and what's good with our household together. Because I do feel like that um, your vote should be something that goes towards your household and how things grow for you and your family. I don't feel like I personally should be going out and voting as a younger human being that doesn't have too much knowledge on either sides because both parties will deceive masses like crazy and you don't know what their true underlying agendas are now if you sit down with your in my case husband and we can come to an understanding of why we're placing our votes for this person and have an understanding and a knowledge of the party and what's going on within the party and how it will benefit our household and be able to get out the distractions and the negativity from slanders and propagandas and different things like that that's going on within the presidential elections, then maybe I will actually place my votes. But until then, and until we actually have good candidates to vote for, that's not a woman because I don't feel like a woman should be president and that's not a big business owner or anything like that, an actual good candidate that I feel like is a good candidate, then I'm probably not going to vote. Oh, I got I got something else to say. But why uh-huh. don't you feel like a woman should be president? That goes into more of biblical reasoning. Um, I don't feel like mm-hmm. a woman should be president because, one, women are just naturally emotional. I don't want to see a, a woman that's going through um, mm-hmm. anything physically or anything like that. Just try and get up in front of the world and have world relations and have her emotions come into play or feel some type of way. And then there are other places of the world that just don't respect women overall, how they respect men. So if you try and put a woman into a meeting with a man that's like that, it's just going to naturally cause conflict between countries. Oh, Michelle Obama is a very successful woman. For sure. She is. She is a very successful woman. I will give her that, but Mm -hmm. I still do not feel like she even should be a president. No, you make good reason on why, not even good reason, but it was, I understand why you would say you wouldn't really vote for a woman to be president. But I feel like it's ways, because her, her vice president could be a male. So like where, where he would do most of the talking in the, I don't know, mostly men. But maybe. at that point, what's the point in having a vice president who does the talking as if they are president? I understand that. But I want to go back to you saying you do not vote. 
So your solution to this was we should go out and vote, but you yourself aren't voting. Well, I'm saying voting in a different aspect. Voting for judges and things of that nature isn't exactly voting for country leaders. Mm. Okay. So, yes, so I would go and vote for a judge over the judicial system in the court that's accounted within my community. Yeah, I would vote for that judge if that judge had good points and I stood for that judge's views as well. But as far as nationwide... No, I'm not going to go and vote for somebody that A, I don't feel like is a good candidate or B, I don't, excuse me, understand what's really going on within the election process of the slander and the everything else behind it and things like that. Like they were saying at one point Trump was a pervert and at the other point Hillary's deleting emails. Like Mm -hmm. to me, neither one of those at that point are good candidates. Like both of y'all should have been out of the election completely. 100% 100% agreed. With everything that Trump even says that flows out of his mouth, is, I feel like he just eliminates himself. But hey, he's probably going to be voted in again. And I just don't feel like, I feel like until, I feel like we need a presidential, I feel like we need an actual politician sitting in the White House. You know, Trump is a great businessman. He's uh, He's very successful in his life. But I feel like, you know, he just lacks that leadership. And I feel like in order to make an impact on this country as a whole, we need somebody who's been in politics really their whole life and just really embodies what it means to lead a nation. Yeah, well, good luck finding an actual candidate for that, especially someone that the people's going to actually like to get them as the forefront runner. Man, thanks for the good love. I don't think we're going to do it neither. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's almost not obtainable right there. It's purposely, that's what slander and propaganda does. It purposely pulls out candidates that are potentially good and replaces them with basically two puppets that can be easily manipulated and controlled. Right. I like your opinions. You 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 talk very strong and I understand. And, you, and, you're, and it's very easy to you know, just be like, okay, and your understanding is what I was going to say. I don't know where I was going to go with it, but your understanding, you know, you don't just bash because the opinions are different. But um, I'm going to talk about this on another episode, but I want to get it in real quick. What do you think about Kanye West running for president? Um, I feel like he needs to have a psychic evaluation first, just because with everything that was in the media about him and his mental breakdown and things like that, I think that needs to be looked at first. However, mm-hmm. I feel like anybody can have strong views views about anything and anybody can run for president. So if by any chance his views are actually heard and if by any chance he can make the valid points and get to the forefront runner position, then, hey, by all means, Kanye for president. Now, personally, I feel like Kanye, well, he jumped in really late. The election is in November and, you know, we're already in July. And he, he just, hey, I'm running for president right there. He's more so, I'll use the word puppet as well. He's more so of a puppet votes from Joe Biden to to Trump. Because I'm not voting for Biden. I'm not voting for Kanye. I might as well vote for Trump. That would be the logic of my life. I'm not voting for Trump. But I feel like that would be the logic. See, and that's also something that I don't agree with. Just because you don't want to vote for this person or you don't want to vote for this person. Well, just go ahead and cast my vote with this person. No, that's why I don't vote. Because if I don't want to vote for this person... And I feel like I'm not voting for this person. I'm dang sure not going to go and give my vote to this person just because they're the last standing person. Right. 
That is what it. I, no, but I will. I will say I've only voted one time in my life, and it wasn't for presidential candidate either. But I do. I do feel like I do feel the. I don't know the word. I do feel the need to go out and vote for presidential candidate this year, just because I feel like the country is just breaking down at this point. You know, I know we can't really help the pandemic, but I feel like we're not doing anything to help the pandemic. We have this. We have this. Um. And I do, I do think the looting was a little overboard, but it was a little called for as well. But the president who sent the National Guard into these, into these cities full of civilians, you know, to shoot rubber bullets, and they were shooting people in the eye and shooting, you know, and causing a lot of real harm. So right, I feel like I've... there is. Hmm. Go ahead. I feel like there is a need for a change in the office, and I and and in my opinion, everyone should do their part and, and if they can to go out and cast a vote for a president this year right right I completely understand that um I just feel like as far as the looting and things like that go there is literally groups of organizations of people that pay to have people specifically go out and just cause mayhem and they're actually getting money now think about this on the national pandemic scale we're all in a national pandemic if somebody comes up and offers you five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars to go and rob these stores or get you a group of people together to go and rob stores. Are you or are you not gonna do that? I'm definitely <laughs> especially <laughs> going back to the cultural thing that we were just talking about, especially if you're already within the lower poverty levels and don't have like you should be having or how you need to be having. If somebody mm-hmm. comes and offer you that amount of money, of course you're gonna do it. But what that person's agenda is to say Oh, look, these people are so out of the control. They're over here looting now. First, they're trying to protest that they're being treated unjustly, but now look at what they're doing. And it's just, it's, it's counterproductive. It's all, that's all that is. That's all that's setting out to do. Like people will literally pay people to go and be counterproductive so that the African-American voice is not heard. And that alone is very sickening. And that has to be addressed as well. That does need to be addressed. Now, going back, now I'm really thinking back to all the looting and what had happened. I It was multiple videos of just these blocks of bricks or these a bunch of bricks just sitting in front of these stores or in these alleyways. And it was a, it was a white woman that had burned down the Wendy's where that guy was shot at. And I feel like, like you said, it was a, it was more so steering away from the conversation. But that wasn't from the community, I feel like. I feel like the community really, really, really wasn't tagged. And yes, they did a lot of damage to a lot of these places. But when, when all of this stuff is happening and it's been happening for hundreds of years, I feel like you get tired and you have to make your voice heard. And when, you're, when, when protesting isn't doing anything, then that's when you, you know, okay, let me go into these Gucci stores and these Prada stores and let's burn these down, throw some throw some bricks at their glass and see and then and it did get their attention right and i see what you're saying i understand where you're coming from as far as um needing to grasp their attention however burning down a storefront is not the way i feel that should be handled now what was going on what ti said is to not purchase from them to hit them where it hurts and not spend your money there yeah that's understandable let's completely boycott this company and not spend our money with them all these companies that we have to go to for certain things. Yeah, let's boycott them. Let's not shop with anywhere that's not a black owned business or let's not go to all these because we feel like this or Target because we feel like that or take your money out of the market and quit giving it to them. Yeah, 
by all means, please do so. But to go and burn down and destroy property, let's not forget that's a crime. It is a crime, a, 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 a big crime. But I don't know. I, I see both sides. I just understand. I can I can put myself in a position to understand why people would go out and loot these stores and um, everything that they did. Now, another thing that I feel like we're missing as a community in the Black community, or but as a as a world in total, is we don't have a Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. We don't have anything near that. So, who do you think could be someone? Could you? Is there anybody you could see like stepping into like, okay, let me. The, you're asking me if I've met anyone that has potential to be the next Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. No, I have well, not. Our generation of people are very, um, to say the least, closed-minded. People see things on the surface, and pretty much that's what that is. That's what that is. I mean, now maybe in our older generation of people that actually know what's going on and know how to make a change and know how to solve things, if that older generation of people can grasp our young, younger generation and say, "Hey," this is what we need to be doing, go do it this way, then yeah, we might have somebody that stands up out of that generation. But as far as my generation down, moving downwards, um, I don't know what you want to call us, like Generation X or Millennials, whatever you want to call us, whatever yeah. that case is. From this generation, no. no. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily saying like from this generation, but like somebody that's already like a celebrity or like somebody who already has a little following to really like hoist that on their back and try to make a movement. At that and point, it just depends on their views and how they're able to handle it. Because even myself, I got bashed for trying to state my opinions on something. And I mean, I got completely bashed, like left and right on several different posts in several different ways called ignorance, called um, just called everything. Like, so if a celebrity or someone of a higher stature can step up and they can take that and still get their message through to the and weed out people that they can actually get their message through to help them the right way, then yeah. But there are a lot of people in our generation that are very close-minded and will not accept how to make a change or even listen to the person that's trying to make a change. Right. I understand that. I definitely understand that. But um, I, I, personally, I can't think of one either. I just wanted to see if you could, but I, no. But um, I don't have too many more questions. You got anything like else on this topic you want to say or you got any anything you would? No, but I do want to say thank you for letting me on your podcast. It was it's nice to be able to vent to someone or to get my opinions off in a way that allows me to feel like I'm able to vent and actually get my voice out without being bashed and be able to speak to someone that has an open mind and I can allow my opinions to flow to. Yeah, I think that's what we need. And out of everything, everything that we've stated in this episode definitely needs to happen. But just open communication between anybody. Because I don't know you really from a can of paint. But I seen what you were saying, and I thought it was like, you know, I was like, oh, this is pretty different from what I think. I want to get her, you know, I want to want to get deeper in it. So definitely, I feel like we need more conversations like this and more conversations. Okay, you feel this way. Why do you feel this way? Well, this is why I feel like this. Like, you know, meet a middle ground into where. Right. And a lot of people don't want to do that because this it's, it's such a touchy subject. People do get so sensitive about it. And a lot of people don't want to just jump out there and have conversations about it but we're gonna have to push past that hurt that pain that whatever type of set off mindset where people just start going off about the topic and get past that so that we can make a change because it's not it's gonna be the same thing over and over again we're always gonna feel like we're being treated as lesser than and we're always gonna feel like there's 
issues within our community because we're not stopping and listening. Right. And what we can all do more is stop and listen for sure. Thank you for coming to the Keys to Shine podcast. And this is going to be out. I don't know when it's going to be out. It might be out today. I can't wait for people's <laughs> opinion on what you said, though. I really want to. I told you, a lot of people are not going to like it. But thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, no problem, no problem.